So today's topic, which is a little bit controversial for me because I normally don't even mention the word politics. And I guess the, we should just get straight on into it. How about that? And kind of go for that. So this is the actual 22nd time I'm doing this, which is pretty cool. So this is a little bit over five months. So the question of the day, the first question is, why is it, does it seem like everyone has something to say these days about everything? It seems like everybody's so petty. Everybody's in that mode of sharing their opinion. Why is it that people put a, such a high price tag on their opinions? Because of the screen. Go ahead, James. Because of the screen. What screen? The screen in front of me, man. I can hide behind it. Oh boy, you don't even know how uh, that 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 was a conversation. Okay, so you were so right on to that. Let me explain. One of my one of my good buddies, right? He sends me a text and he says, matter of fact, if I could find it, I'll I'll read it to you because it was a quote from um Mike Tyson. And I think social media is responsible for it. But the, the quote is if I can read it without my glasses, is yeah. social media made you all too way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. Hmm. Real talk, real talk. All day, twice on Sunday. And, and you know, I, I used to go play poker a lot. And I used to say to the people, I say, listen, you know, this is not road rage. Poker rage is different. There's no doors between I got bail money. And they left me alone after that. So the bottom line is, is that I think people are moving way too fast. I think that social media and, and reality TV is giving people a false sense of confidence where they can just say anything to anyone. And I don't think that they would have the nerve to say half of the stuff they say to someone's face. You believe that? So the funny part is the reason for this stock exchange uh, Wednesdays, mind your damn political business, is because someone had put on my on my my uh, Facebook feed that Ice Cube was a sellout, and you know, if you know me, I don't go for none of the busyness. I don't talk about politics. I really don't care about it. I'm a I'm a political if you that way. I kind of felt the need to address it address it, and I addressed it in such a way where if anyone said anything about it, they were going to get deleted. Like on my page, I have probably 2,000 people on there, but no one's like the people from my energy, so to speak. But you get the, the oddballs that come out and they want to put their opinions up for the world to see because I guess they don't get any free time in their own space. So that kind of annoys me. So what I did was I kind of felt like I had to say something because regardless of who you are, regardless of what you believe, regardless of whether you agreed or disagreed with someone's political affiliation or assessment, what gives you the right to judge? So why are people so judgmental these days? Because they have too much time on their hand. Who said that? That's you, Tara? Tara. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get involved. I kind of stay to the side but I kind of feel like the purpose of what we do is misconstrued. I think people think we get up every day for social media. I think I get up every day for my family. So it's just a little bit different. Yeah, focus, isn't there? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what makes people yeah, so comfortable yeah. with that. Because even when it comes down to, to politics, I know it's heated. You understand when it really comes down to it, the topics on both sides of the aisle. But I kind of feel like everyone's still entitled to their own opinion. You're entitled to feel the way you want to feel. You're entitled to vote the way you want to vote. Just because you feel a certain way, it doesn't mean that I should feel that way. And as long as you don't make me feel that way, I'm all right with your opinion because I really don't care about your opinion. Hold, hold and it also doesn't mean you're right. Well, you're right about that. Who's that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to put some people on mute right now. Hold on. Oh, okay. okay. Go ahead, Gina. What were you saying, on? No, I was just saying that it doesn't also just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that you're right. People right. just you know, people just kind of feel like I'm right, and you have to feel the way I feel because I'm right. Mm -hmm. And I generally have problems with that. I'm pretty much rebellious well you know how it is you can't you can't mock a fool yeah yeah right so you can't but, spend time arguing with someone who doesn't get it what are you gonna say no i was gonna say one of my favorite quotes and i and i quote this to people all the time when they get on my nerves is that unless you can't improve the silence don't say anything <laughs> <laughs> chemistry is everything so the whole thing comes down to me. Like I put something on a page and I was talking about guns and butter, right? So if you look it up, that's a real thing, guns and butter, even though uh, Ben Rain said it in, uh, in Baby Boy. The reality behind it is that I compared it to Main Street and Wall Street because the reality is this. If you're worried about the wrong things in life and you're chasing after things instead of purpose, you got a different view altogether. Like the things that mean something to you don't mean anything to me. And it should be vice versa. if We're not thinking the same on the same page. And it's like when you start thinking about candidates, I don't even like saying their names. But the reality is, is that, you know, you're OK, this one's, you know, I'm going to vote for this one because of this, this and that. And then I'm going to vote for this one because of the tax, this, this and that. But I get to I get to talking to people and then I go, can I ask you a question? If you never made any money, that's been substantial what tax plan are you voting for again? Like, if you don't know anything about the tax plan, if you don't make enough money to be included in the exclusion to get the credit, then why are you worried about it? You know, and I think people these days are, are, are it's, it should be business and then, but they take it personal. And I don't, I don't think the politics of it all is that deep, but that's why I stay away from it like religion. But I felt like since the election was this week coming, I figured I'd talk a little bit and, and kind of wade through somebody's opinion and have some fun with it. So who, who believes that politics should be viewed as business or should it be something personal? Anyone can answer, go ahead, Darren. I think a little bit of both because uh, it, if you view it as business after a while, it's going to become personal because it's going to affect your families and those that you love. So, you know, you got to weigh it back and forth, you know, as to what degree, uh, you know, just talking about myself, you know, I started out as a Republican in the first few uh, elections that I was able to vote. And, you know, just for the same reason that you mentioned, you know, I was in a certain tax bracket and I was looking to move up. So I was voting with my wallet. 
And then I realized that, you know what, the tax plans and the, the moves that they were making really weren't serving me as a person, you know, and I wasn't quite there in my finances to really reap the benefits of the things that they were doing. So in effect, I was voting against my, you know, my best interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So-, so I had to readjust. You know, I like I never get into it with you about your politics and I don't expect that for me. But there's a general thought process that I enjoy that I I like to just kind of shed light on as we go through it, Um, because it's like without getting too political, which party is better known for the stock market, Republicans or Democrats? Republicans, in my opinion. Republicans, Republicans, right. So then. So why why do you say that? If you if you say Republicans, because they're more business oriented. The policies that they've always put forward were more business oriented. Okay, so then at they, least the ones that I've seen. So let me ask a question. More business from the, friendly. From the show of hands mm-hmm. that are on the on the Zoom now, how many people are in the stock market? Oh, excuse me, not in, because some of you could have just got in, but are, have been in the stock market for over a year. Raise your hand. Okay. A little bit. All right. That, okay, there we go. So let me ask you, if everyone is in the stock market, does it make sense to vote Democrat? I'm just saying, not yes. from the standpoint not a, from a standpoint of personal, from a standpoint of business. No. Right, no. see, it all comes down to, see, to me, business for my family, like you said it earlier. Exactly, right, right there, so right there. So hold tight. So to me, it really, I, like, I don't really care what your affiliation is. I don't think, I think most people are voting with their personality, choosing the personality. They're not voting with their choice, understanding the benefits of what they're voting for. So I'll never vote for a person because people will let you mm-hmm. down 10 times out of 10. It's like my wife said, well, does character matter? I said, what character? Which one they're showing you? What character, right? So to me, it's just record, policy, and law. Record, policies, and law. That's all I see. Forget who you are. And I don't have to like you to get money with you. I really don't. It's a business transaction to me, right? So that's just how I I, I view it, you understand? But it's just a matter of when we go back and we look at our black and browns and not alienating anyone, because you know how I roll, but browns were Republicans. Blacks were Republicans going back a hundred years. It only changed in 64 when it became civil rights, right? So, mm-hmm. but only today, when you think about the stock market and you think about Republicans and Democrats, the role reverse changes, right? But you got a lot of people out here screaming for things they don't understand. So we go back to Main Street, right? Think about this, for you guys who have been in the stock market and for you guys who haven't been in the stock market, well, Wall Street was pumping for the last three, four months, pumping. I mean, stocks have been rolling. And in COVID, 
it's been rolling on Main Street and everyone's like, ah, screaming, the sky is falling, but stocks have been rocking. And it seems as if there was a super disconnect when it came down to the market's doing well, but small businesses are going out of business, about 60,000 of them, right? But the market's doing well. But guess what? Apple's not going to stop doing business with Amazon. Amazon's not going to stop doing business with Intel. Intel's not going to stop doing business with Cisco. So that really doesn't affect you. And then if you trickle it down, it just says you're in the wrong place at the right time. Here's what I mean. This is the best time ever to be invested in the stock market. But because we don't have the jobs, the skill, the technology mindset, guess what? We're still trying to lift things with our fingers. We're trying to be technical that way. We're still going to school to be the bean counter, the accountant. Nothing's wrong with the vocation that you choose. If you don't choose it for yourself to be able to do the thing you want for your family, then that becomes a different type of choice. I'm never, this is just me, and this is where it might be different, right? I, I don't, I don't, I, I had a job when I was young. I worked for UPS. That was, you know, I worked for a carpet company when I was 17, UPS when I was 18. I had, I had an, a, a couple of miscellaneous part-time jobs. Then after that, it's always been 1099, always been independent, always been making a certain amount of money. So my mindset is always, I've always been democratic if you want to put it from that standpoint. But when I got to Wall Street, I realized that I'm voting against myself. Like you said earlier, but in reverse. So what are you doing? Are you voting your belief, <laughs> right? Or are you voting the policy? Which one is it? You get it? Yeah. And the crazy thing that came up to me you know, a while back is that we, we talk about these policies, we talk about red and blue and all of that. And the basis of it is, and the reason why we're, we're able to get all of these, I don't want to say, I don't want to say what's on my mind, but all of these politicians who, ser who do not serve us properly the reason why we fall for their schemes is because we really don't understand government ourselves. Well, let me, let me, let me tap in for a second. It's not government. It's everything that has to do with anything financial. And here's why I say it. People don't understand life insurance. If I ask everybody on this, on this zoom right now, tell me the type of policy you have right now. And do you have insurance through the job outside the job? Or is it this or that or third? And no one will get it right. And if they do get it right, they don't really understand it. They just read it. You get it? Why? Mm -hmm. years in the insurance business. That's why. And I've been in over 6,000 homes. So I already know the deal. Also, no one really understands the stock market. So no one understands real estate, right? Oh, they think that real estate's the thing to make them rich. Well, guess what? I, me personally, I'm not a real estate guy, but real estate has made a lot of people rich, right? But I know that if I need a half a million dollars, all I got to do is push the sell button and it's in my bank account in three days. Can't do that with real estate. You understand what I'm saying? So it depends on what your understanding is. It depends on what mm -hmm. your knowledge is. And I think what it is, is we move too fast on our emotions without knowing what's going on, Right. So it's, 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 we try to understand it with our egos and we can't do that. There's a certain point that we got to pick up. 
and break it down. Is that your little one? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I got one too. Yeah. So that, the that's one of my lines, line, though. Is, it's it's a certain pick up point a book. time where you really have to pick up the books and do the lesson. And I don't think people are willing to do that. And that's what trips me out because people are voting for a party based on their own self-interest, right? I mean, think about it. That's what that's what it should be anyway. It's about your mm -hmm. self-interest. Absolutely. Now, what's going on in your in your corridor? What's happening in your house is how you should be voting. It shouldn't be because yeah, I like absolutely. this person or dislike this person, but that's what's happening. So now let's you know, kind of erase the party lines, right? And let's just get down to, let's talk taxes for a minute, right? So so the average W-2 citizen, which means they work for someone, they're an employee, um, pays more in taxes than someone that's 1099. Do you believe that? And does anyone know why? Because a 1099 person can write off, they have deductions. Everything w in the kitchen sink. That's right. <laughs> Everything in the kitchen sink. Yep. Matter of fact, my tax code seat. is written for business, not for W 2s George, what were we gonna say? No, the same thing. Deductions. Right. And so everything. My schedule C will show losses, right? On on the same hundred grand that you made, but I kept that whole hundred grand. Right. So it's it's a different ball game. Obviously, I had expenses, but I kept more, and I can write off more. You know, as a ten ninety nine. But everyone is not privy to the same information, right? It's like I put into a piece I was going to bring today, and I was saying, why is it that immigrants come, and we're all immigrants, let's get that right, but why is it that immigrants come to the United States and they think in, in uh, getting a business, not a job? Why is it that that happens automatically, but the people who live in this place they look at from the outside into the fishbowl as this huge opportunity freedom of speech exists here right no one stops us from doing anything there's no boogeyman that says they even though the boogeyman we create we just call that person the system that's the boogeyman we we created right so i just look at the whole picture as lack of this lacking of understanding and how to really work the system because if you think about it i'm voting because I understand the laws. I understand what's coming in, coming out of my bank account. That's how I'm voting. It's like people, I never, I never forget this. I had this conversation a year and a half ago. This is back when the year that Trump tweeted um, 200 times to China, over 200 times to China that year. And I said to people, my money's a Republican. They was like, what you talking about? I said, you get some knowledge because Last year I was up 100%. This year I'm up 300. Get some knowledge. Because I understood what the market was doing. And I understood the manipulation that was taking place in that market too. It was crazy. I also heard about the investor that, uh, I forgot his name. And every time I, I think about him, I, I got his picture in my, in my mind, that shorted the market and made $4 billion. And I heard about when he did it. I heard about it, but at this time, we wasn't thinking about coronavirus. It wasn't really like on our mind. I heard about it. And those guys knew way before we had an inkling what was going down that it was about to go down. So without getting off topic, get back to taxes. So as a person that's sane, 
Wouldn't you like to save more money on your taxes? Would you like to keep more of your money as a sane person? Mm -hmm. So then you got to look at the parties. The party that's in now, I don't care about that personality. I wouldn't invite it to my dinner table and neither would I care. But I do care about the fact that my taxes are cheaper, right? I could take the deduction of my wife and myself. I can, I get, instead of a thousand, I get 2000 for my child. Plus I get a refund of 1400 bucks on that little one. I, I, my capital gains is cut. So I get to keep more money. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about that tax plan. So if I'm thinking about that and we're in the market, what, what are we voting for again? Because I'm still trying to figure this out because I know that over half a million dollars in income, I'm going to get another tax break. My marginal rate has been increased, right? Well, excuse me, lowered, right? So I'm keeping more even though I'm making more. And when you get into a certain income bracket, you want to stand that because I don't care what the money says. The most important thing to me it doesn't matter whether it's important to you, it's taking care of my family. I do anything for that, like everything. Above board, of course, but that's how I live. But that, I'm gonna take care of my family, shouldn't I read the tax code, right? So if you voting and you don't read the tax code, what you voting for again, right? I live in Florida. Do you know the beautiful thing about Florida? Besides the sun, who can tell me? No, sir. What? No sales tax. What? No sales tax. No, income no tax. sales tax. I, you got sales tax. No state tax. Uh, no state, state tax. tax. State no tax. tax. Homestead state. The exemption on the house. Come on, baby. I'm not living in New York anymore. Because in New York, they digging in my pockets for everything. Right? Right, Ethan? <laughs> and I know you're in Maryland, but you know what I mean. Right? So I look at it a different way. And I don't know about you, but are you upset that you're paying the exorbitant amount of health insurance? Because I, I shouldn't be the only one paying two grand a month. Well, I was paying two grand a month. I got rid of that. Y'all don't know about that one. But that's a lot for a family. If you're a family and, you're, and you are self-employed, you got to go out there. I'm, I'm going to mute you for a little bit, D. You got to go out there and you got to get insurance. It's a lot. When you think about how much you have to put out and then have to live, right? So I only got, when I asked the question, how many people in the stock market was like three or four people, right? But I guess the question is, how many know, how many of you know what the current tax rate, the corporate tax rate is? Does anyone know? What'd you say, Darren? Isn't it 16%? No. So 23? Nope. Nope. I give it to you. It's 20%. So I want you guys to work with me a little bit. I'm going to give you a little bit of an education for a second, right? So the tax rate is 20%, which means, you know, people were getting upset because Amazon wasn't paying any taxes and they were making all this money. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So how many jobs do you think Amazon's responsible for now? Who was hiring during the pandemic? Amazon, Walmart right? All the people you mad at. The same people who actually had the money to hire more people. 100,000 people, 200,000 people, right? Well, 
happens with the tax code. Here's the reality. If they have more money, corporations have more money, they can invest in growth. And if you're in a market, you should be paying for growth. You're not paying for your money to stand still. You're not paying for it to be in a bank account growing hair. Who's ever made a substantial amount of money having money in the bank account? Has anybody show hands? Right. Hold on, Darren, don't do that. Don't, don't you dare do that because I'll come for you. Take your, come off mute. You done did it. I saw that hand creep up, player. Don't you dare. So you mean to tell me, what was the question? Yeah, don't ask me what the question is if you're going to stick your hand up. Come on. So you had money in, in your bank account and you made a substantial amount of money on that money. No, what happened for me was when the market dropped. Nope, that's not I the made question. My, I made my money I back. Bank but, account. I didn't say stock market. Oh, the bank account? No, my bank account did jack. Exactly. That's my so, whole point. That's my whole point. Yeah, my bank account ain't do jack. So when you understand, and I got to mute you again, when you understand that when companies have money, they hire more people, they open more factories, they, they pay for growth, right? So, okay, I get it. 20%, you want to raise it, right? But I know that my capital gains tax is lower too. But let's say I'm the ordinary Joe. If I'm an ordinary Joe and I want my money in the market, I got to pay for growth. I have to. If I don't pay for growth, then I'm not going to have the money <clears throat> that I laid out to retire with. Now, let me ask a question. How many people know someone who worked their whole life and retired without the, without the dignity that they deserved? Anyone? Raise your hand. So everybody knows someone that retired. Everybody retires. Okay, because I was going to say because I know it because I'm out there. I know people who retire and then a week before they retire, they die of a heart attack, right? I know that they worked their whole life and didn't enjoy it. And I know people whose bodies break down on them at the time of retirement where they can't even, they're in the hospital now, they're in this type of care, trying to get their life together so they can enjoy the money that they were supposed to, to enjoy. That's why I say the system's kind of kind of janky. He's kind of messed up. So when you think about Biden coming into the office and raising taxes, be honest, that not, it's not going to affect you. So how could you be voting for a tax plan that's going to affect the bigger people? Not, I mean, I don't vote people. I vote policies. So I can't vote for that policy, but at the same token, I'm a Democrat, right? So it's kind of almost, it's, it bothers me you get where I'm coming from? Because I know the math. It, it's not personal. I know the math behind it, right? Because I also say when Obama was in office and the market cracked in 2008, we experienced the biggest run after that mortgage situation came out of play. We experienced the biggest bull run in history. And so if you think about it, the tax rate was 35%. 120. It was almost double, but we still was boogieing. Does that make any sense? So when I look at that math, I go, okay, cool. What are we raising it for? Social security? Who believes in social security? <laughs> right? You understand what I'm saying? Like you believe in social security, Michelle? I see you raise your hand. You do? 
Yes, I do because I'm 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 a retired social security receiver, so yeah. Well, no, of course, in that in that essence, but yeah, the way we're you, talking about you. it, but the way we're ma- way I'm talking about it is by the time we get to social security, the expenses will be jacked up so much because they're not raising social security to match um, lifestyle. What you say, Michelle? I was saying my follow up statement to that. My follow up statement to that was to say that for those that are behind me, Social Security may not exist for you guys in another five to 10 years. Well, that's the way we're putting it. But then this is the whole point and the reason why I do what I do. Think like this. If you knew how to invest your money, not near one of you would put as much money as you put in your 401ks in your 401ks. And some of you don't put enough. enough. You wouldn't do it. Because if you understood how the 401k worked, they only allow you to purchase mutual funds, right? And the mutual funds charge exorbitant fees. You just don't know it because you think 3% is not a lot. 2% is not a lot. It is over 30, 40, 50 years. It's a tremendous amount of money. And then when you finish giving them a third of your money, then you got to give Uncle Sam another third of your money. So even if you retire with a half a million dollars, you're actually, I mean, with a million dollars, you're actually going to end up with five to 600,000. So it's a, it's a different ball game when you look at it. So, but getting back to the, uh, the tax rate, you know, when I look at how companies really did so well after in the bull run, it really doesn't matter if the tax rate goes up to 28%. I just don't want to give half of my money over a half a million, over 400,000 to the government. That's just how I feel about it. You know, and some people don't understand that because they're not in that bracket, but I understand it. And my job is to help people get that understanding so they can get to that bracket. And once they get to that bracket, they'll have the same feeling I have. Because could you imagine for every dollar that you made over a certain amount of money, you gave 40 cents away? Would you be mad about that? And then if you turned around and it turned out to be a Democrat and a Republican was saying, you know what? We'll make it 20 cents. Sold. <laughs> Guaranteed. Sold. So so let me ask a question. Are we do who who thinks that people are voting um for personality these days? Hi Kev. Yes, Sharon. I, I don't think, well, you know, I'm I'm not American, but from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, I don't think that is so much what people are voting for. I think it might be a situation of what they're voting against. Okay, but that doesn't make sense to me because I think that if anytime you cast a vote, you should be voting for yourself. You shouldn't really yeah, be voting I, I agree with you. But, but at the same token, voting in this cycle for in the US has become an emotional activity. I understand what you're saying because in our system of government, that's how I try to vote. You must vote for some for something. That's what it, what I've always been taught. But I think that it's more an emotional. A lot of the voting that is going on is emotional. That's how I see it. And as I yeah, said, but, I'm the outsider, but that's how I see. Well, it. that's how the candidates are pre- presenting themselves. You know, don't vote for this guy because he's a crook. You know, and he does this or he's going to do that. 
to you. You know, so the first thing, you know, particularly the GOP in this in this cycle is throwing up fear. Nobody's talking about what they're for or what they, you know, or how we're going to really benefit. You know, the GOP is all about fear right now. And yeah, that's why I can't get on that bandwagon. But I have to step in on that one too, Darren. It's like to me, it's like it doesn't matter what they're for, because you know they're self they're the self-interest party. That's what they're for themselves. So they don't have anything to really talk about. And then you got the other people who talk about what they're what they're about, but then they can't make things happen either. So to me, it's about policy. So then I challenge anyone that cast a vote. What is the policy? What is the tax plan? Did you read it? Did you read this one? And then were you so one-sided that you didn't read the other one? So I, me personally, I don't think it should be a person that I'm voting for. It should be the policy, the record, and the law. It's like when you start hearing people say, well, I'm this one on criminal reform, right? I let eight people out. The last one let a thousand people out, right? So your record don't really say too much. You gave a little expecting us to believe you gave a lot, right? So I just kind of feel that People are out here voting with their emotions and they're doing it just like they sign contracts. They don't read it. And, and that's kind of dangerous when you put people in charge of your life. And I don't think that we're in a socialistic, you know, even though people are, you know, it seems like we are living in a socialistic society because it's like one, one foot, one shoe fits all. Um, but it's not. I think that everyone should wake up. It's like in my book club, you know, I, I gave it to my buddy James, you know, uh, and the people that in the book club, this this book crushing it. And it's like it'll wake you up if you're not if you're stuck in, in the doldrums of what to do and, and where your side hustle is coming from. All you need to do is get inspired by people who are ordinarily just like you. And, and once you realize that from Friday to Friday, it's not about check to check. It's about you need a 25 hour day you know, to really get through. And you need eight days a week because you will, you'll be feeling like, like for instance, I'll give an example. One of the people normally on the chat with me on, on, um, on Wednesdays, you know, she's in my 2.0 group. And she says, I got a new job. I got another job. I got two jobs now. I said, why'd you get the second job? I knew why she did it, but I wanted to see if she, that's where she was. And she said, because I wanted to have some more money for my investments. And that made me smile because I was like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to trade your hours for investable dollars. Get off the Ferris wheel. Billy, Janie, get off the Ferris wheel. You keep spinning around and around expecting a different result. I'm not voting for what he said and how he said it. I don't care as long as you spell the name right on the check. Because I got college to pay for, lives to take care of. And I want to make sure that that's situated. I'm voting for policy, law, right? Now, some people might have a problem with that. I don't care what you have a problem with. I know where I came from. I know where I'm going. I got a vision. So my problem is, is that I think we're not thinking. I think we're doing what the crowd is doing. It's like the sheep, the herd, the masses. And while there's some real definite issues that we need to pay attention to, that I agree with. I don't think we're even getting a chance to hear about them in the election. <laughs> That's real. So how do you know voting against that or voting for that is going to get you the peace of mind that you think you want? It's like um, I was saying 
I was looking at the average age of the congressmen and senators. Does anyone know the average age of a congressman and a senator? 72. Hmm. Who, who else would take a stab? Old. You're so funny, Tanya. 50. Who said 50? 50. I did. It was, it was 57 to 61. Mm -hmm. So I bring this up for a reason. If you got, if you go back to the 60s and you understand the systemic nature of the agenda back then and those people stretch back to that agenda, how could you expect to get a fair shake on any side of the aisle? I'm just asking. So I, if you want to have common sense with it, you should read. You know, my biggest thing is, you know, millionaires, four to five of us read every single month, four or five books. I mean, four to five books a month. That's what we do. Why? Because that's what 85 percenters do when they want to get to that next level. Right. You got to read. If you're reading, I think that you'll make better decisions that benefit you and your family. And since it is nobody's business, how you operate, how you feel. Like, I can't tell you what to do. I wouldn't even pretend to. And just because you have a certain affiliation or you're a different creed, race, or color, I, don't, I won't pretend to not like you. The bottom line is I don't know you. I don't like anyone I don't know. Once I get to know you, that's when our relationship starts. I don't care what you are. Because I've seen people who look like me treat me the worst. The worst. And the people who don't look like me help me up. The other ones want to hand out. They're not giving me a hand up. Everybody likes to talk that socially responsible gobbly gob on Facebook for likes. Everybody wants to be looked and viewed a certain way because they're not viewed and looked a certain way in their own personal life. So they put it out on Facebook and social media. And if you know me for real, for real, this is me. It's like I go back to the same people and they'll tell me, boy, you haven't changed. Why? Because my beliefs didn't change, they got stronger. I believe I should take care of my family. I'm a hunter, I'm a provider, and this is what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna let a politician that has nothing to do with my household, really nothing. They're not stopping me from making money. And if I gotta pay more taxes, I make enough money to pay the taxes. As long as it doesn't shackle me in my house, I have nothing to say about it. I'm only gonna vote the policy, that's it. And when people get into their righteous ways, I go, that's on them. I really don't care about it. To me, it doesn't make sense. But when you talk about character, if you're talking about voting for character, how many people are gonna get your vote? When you think about it, go back. Because we slayed both candidates, slayed them, both of them. So when we look at the political promise machine, I got a question. How come every time, because people talking about what the issues are, how come we vote for promises and not something that's really happening? I think because it's just easier to um, to listen to what someone says as opposed to doing the research yourself and taking the time to educate yourself. Because knowledge, you know, we, we perish because we lack knowledge and it takes time and people don't want to take that time to educate themselves. But then if that's the case, V, I don't think people have a right to complain, right? 
I don't okay. think they they have a right to say much. I think we're we're seeing a lot of this is why I say this is the blame generation. My parents and my, the parents before them, they went through some struggle. These guys, they go through a microwave second of a problem and they break down crying and this is a problem and I can't handle it the world and I'm a victim. I don't come from that generation. I come from their generation. I had to fight for mine. So it's like when you look at billionaires, right? 62% of billionaires are self-made. 18% of them have gotten it and worked hard for it. And then you got 20% of them inherited the billions of dollars, right? Well, we don't inherit money because <laughs> we don't know money. We inherit opinions, wisdom from a word. I don't know about you, but I started this whole journey because I was tired of that. And I, and I separated those, those opinions that didn't make sense. As you hear me, how, my, how I run my page, I don't see that political stuff, I delete it. I delete the comments. I don't do it because what we're here for is to learn how to uplift ourselves financially so we can make choices. Because to me, life is about choice. I'll give an example about something that um, a friend said to me like two weeks, three weeks ago. So I had to get a car because of a circumstance. I, I needed another car. So because most of my cars were in my business name, I didn't have any credit to get the car unless I put down 20 grand. Now, if anybody knows me, giving $20,000 to a car was like pulling teeth out of my mouth. I didn't want to do it because I know what I can do with the 20 grand, right? Sharon's laughing at me because she knows the truth, <laughs> right? So, so I'm on the phone with a friend of mine and I'm coming from Whole Foods. And, you know, she says, you know, because my wife, they're good friends. So I heard you got a new car. I said, nah, I bought a used car, but it's, you know, it's decent, whatever. So she says, because I downplayed it because it wasn't important. I just, it was the car that I've driven four times since I've gotten it three weeks ago, right? And I said, it's not a big deal. Then she says, well, you should be blessed that you're able to actually put 20 grand on a car and go get a car, right? Because I was complaining about that. And I said to her, yes, I'm not discounting my blessings. I count my blessings every day, right? But I said to her, I put myself in a position to put out 20 grand. I put myself in a position to do what I wanted to do for my family. I put myself in that position. I don't ask anyone from anyone, from anything. And, it, and it's not that I don't need people because I think dualism, we need each other to exist. It's just that I never needed someone so much that I couldn't do it for myself. That's just the bottom line on that. And I think that when we keep falling for promises, and someone to do something for us, to give us a handout, we lose our power. We lose our power to choose, right? Because you're letting someone choose for us. That's why self-employed, I'm self-employed. You know, you want to say something? And they're going to want something. Yeah, and, and they're going to always want something in return. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and to me, it's like, if you create your check, you will never, ever accept one that you don't want anymore. You'll never make a money decision. When you have make a different decision, people always hear me say this, than when you don't have money. Because if you can't be bought, then you're actually gonna do what you believe in. And, and that's important to get that empowerment to me, if that makes sense. So I just think that if we 
um, take care of our own situations, we'll be in a better position and we won't really be caring about the politics of it all. I do believe in the right to vote because someone died for me to do that. So I got to do it. If I don't like it, even if I don't like the people, I got to do it. That's just my mindset on that because it'd be disrespectful to my people, you know, to my family. That's my people, right? Be disrespectful because I understand what was going on. When I was a kid, um, I remember my mother taking me to marches. I was born in the 60s. You know, so I understand what that is. Um, I just don't, I just believe that the world is more inclusive than just our rights. It's everybody's right. You understand? So it's just a different ball game to me. All right. So as far as the uh, social security numbers, I wanted to give an interesting fact. Two thirds of social security beneficiaries, um, the majority of social security is their income. Like that's the majority income. And then you have one third that 90%, that's 90% of their income, right? And so it's important, but I also think that this is why we talk about different streams of income. You have to get your money working for you because if you don't, then what's gonna happen later is that even if that income is enough, inflation is going to make it not enough over time. And that's just like crucially important. So regardless of who your, your affiliation is, I just kind of think that you have the right to choose and the right to do what you want to do. But I definitely wanted to bring it up because I see I had to delete a couple of people off of my group page because I kept getting these, like you, every time you try to post something, I actually get the I get the heads up and I get a chance to approve it or decline it. And so this one gentleman in particular, I post, I saw his post, I deleted it, but I was courteous. I sent him an email and you know, messenger, and I said, we don't do political posts on the page. And you know, he didn't respond back. But how he responded is he posted another two political posts. Yeah, I know, Nelly. So what did I do, Sheikah? What did I do? You're out. Delete. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a wrap. And, you know, so if you post anything that doesn't make sense for the group, I'm not going to do it. We don't want to have a, a, a spitting fight about it. It's like tonight. Just the way I did this, it wasn't about having a dispute about what you believe in. You are allowed to be who you are. Not with my permission either. <laughs> It's just, this is who you are. I'm not going to be in the ballot, you know, with you. I think that politically, what we're seeing is that the stimulus package not being approved put people in a place where they're going to vote their emotion and they're going to vote their pocket. They, they have no choice, right? Because they're going to feel it a certain way. So to me, I'm like, hey, it is what it is. I don't care who wins the election from a standpoint of the stock market from, I know history in the stock market, the, the president never dictated what happens in the stock market, not like this one. And he didn't really dictate it, he just manipulated. But when it comes down to it, what's gonna determine that you guys, if you guys make money going forward is interest rates and cheap money and, and companies ability to grow. That's what's going to really affect if you make money next year. And I'm gonna tell you something, COVID, you know how 
if you look hard, you can find the gift within the curse. So COVID actually made it so people can make more money because it sped up the online universe 10 times, right? It also showed you how companies, if you got the right leadership, can adapt. So three, four, five cycles increased. We went four or five steps or three or five years ahead in, in maturation in the cycle that we wasn't supposed to be just yet because of Zoom, because of these different technologies, right? So if you're, if you're smart and you're paying attention to all of this, you'll understand this if you never remember anything about this call. When interest rates are low, money is cheap. Companies can go out there and invest. And I don't care if Biden raises the taxes to 28%, they boogied when the tax rate was 35%. So don't let that polarity get in between your six inches of space and say, okay, well, the market's not going to do well. The market is going to be incredible because it's an exponential tick up in how businesses do business with technology now. And if they put just another five to 10% more in revenue because they were able to increase the speed in which they use the technology, then what you're going to find is that some of the companies, if you're lucky enough to know what you're doing, are going to make a ton of money. And in the next two to three years, the cycle is going to be awesome. Because as we come out of this, because we will defeat this, we always defeat it. Go back and do your history on the Spanish flu. All right. We will defeat the COVID situation. It will happen. It may not happen when they say it's going to happen, but it will happen. And anyone who disbelieves is doom and gloom. It's going to happen. So when that does happen, you use this opportunity that you're in to get well invested, to get well studied, to learn something new, do something new and get a new stream of income. So I like to do these calls for an hour. And it's 828, even though we started a little bit later. Um, but I, I think everyone can showing up. A lot of you guys are new. Normally, I have my talkative crew that's rocking with me, you know. Hey. But, it, but at the same time, I really wanted to make sure that I said something. You want to say something, Vicky? Yes. Go ahead, Donald. So, of course, everything you said is great and really makes us think. So, I am one of those on Social Security. And as you know, I'm going to make it work because I'm not going to be at a certain age and not be able to pay for medicine, blah, blah. So um, on the other hand, answering your question, voting on promises, because candidates hit people's hot spots. What we have to do is, like you said, do research Number one, to see if it's even attainable what they're promising us. But on the other hand, you gave me so much to think about as far as policy and finances. But I am going to say on the other hand, morally, some things I have to think about and tired of seeing so if you do have a candidate that isn't proposing the policies that you said are smart, 
on the other hand, if we get that person in, if we can take and vote the correct senators and be smart this time and make sure our senators are doing what we want them to, don't you think that's a possibility too? Because we need to get more smart about the senators that we're putting in there because they basically are the meat. They let you know a, a senator can vote. go six years, right? Huh? A senator can do a six-year term. Yeah. Right. So, and and you know, I think that's the long. They're longer than the president. Well, not really. They can do yeah. eight. But when you talk about Congress, it's shorter, and it's it's amazing. They make one hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars to make decisions on our life. I think that what we 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 have to do is just be smart about. You know, and, and I and when you say the moral thing, um, I, I totally get it. But then I got to vote my my the morality of my family. I got to do that because I like I said to someone, listen, you know, I'm a Democrat. It is what it is. Right. I don't care what people think. Right. But if I got to put up four years, it's four years and it's over again. Right. I told people, here's the deal. While you want someone else to win. Don't be don't overthink it and don't underestimate the 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 lengths in which people will go to stay somewhere. So just, you know, don't be surprised because we've been through some elections in our time frame when we were surprised. Right. So I would say that, you know, just it is what it is. I, again, yeah, I'm, in the middle. I'm not worried about it anymore. And just because I retired from straight up corporate America, because went up through the ranks, hit the glass ceiling, I tell people knock myself out, but I'm like the young lady, I'm going to start taking consulting jobs because I want more money to invest, period. Well, Vicky's so, my 2.0 group too, so she's on that bug. But yeah. you got all you got you guys got to understand something. Let me just offer this to them, Vicky. And if you have something to finish with, you may you can close it out. Um, once you realize that you got to get your money a job, and you realize that your money is being spent by bad habits, and you giving it away by not paying yourself first, once you realize what your money can actually do, you will find a way to make more money. You will find a way. You will use the skill set that God gave you to find more money. And what were you going to say again, Vicki? Sorry to cut you off. No, that was basically it because just listening and learning, but I am no longer really pressed either on who was elected. My point and focus is making my money work, making some more money to make some more money work. And in COVID, people don't understand. You're right. There are opportunities. So I was telling someone, well, I'm a substitute teacher, she said. I'm like, then you have one of the greatest opportunities. Consult yourself out. Contract yourself out to be a tutor. Parents are going to want one person in the house instead of their kids going into a classroom. So my point is, you can make stuff work, but I'm on a mission to make my money work. And thank you. You're welcome, darling. 
You know, and, and that to me is super cool because that is the effect of being around great people, to be honest with you. You know, um, and, and Vicky's an awesome, awesome person. I appreciate her. So that brings it to a close for me. I appreciate everybody for um, coming in and spending an hour with me. Um, we do it every Wednesday. We're going to be doing a book club uh, on November 11th. And so if you guys want to join the book club, um, let me know. You can post it in the actual groups that you're in and I'll put the link in there. You can join the book club. And because I believe that we all should be reading like every single month, read, 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 read. The more you read, the more you get up out of yourself and get up out of your way. And this way you can think bigger because you need mentors in your life. And sometimes they're not people, they're books sometimes. All right. So I appreciate your time, guys. You have an awesome night. I'll see you out there in the paint.